Mark 4, 30 to 34, the parable of the mustard seed. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you speak to us today. Pray you would speak to us now and that our lives would be enriched in this time now. Amen. Excellent. Um, I just want to start by saying thank you to you as a church. Uh, we've only been here for six weeks now, and it's just been incredible, and we felt really a part of everything, and we felt really welcome here, so thank you. Um, if we haven't met yet, I'd love to meet you afterwards. If you're online, I'm sure we'll meet one day, so thank you so much. It's just been a really easy move for us. It, it, we're just part of this incredible church, and we feel really blessed, so thank you so much. Um, it's just been so easy, so thank you. Um, We've just come back from holiday, uh, which was lovely. Um, and I'm not much of a games fan, uh, but Carolyn, my uh, wife, her family love games, and I really can't stand games. So I said, I'll play one game just to you know, be part of it and to you know, do my, my bit. And we uh, played a game called Priorities. Has anyone pl played it? Okay, great. Well, it's a card game, and you get given five random cards with five random things on. So coffee keep cups, shoes, mosquitoes, whatever. And you have to rank those cards in like order of your priorities. So from the thing that you care about most to the thing you care about least. And the game was going okay until uh, it was Carolyn's turn and she got five cards. And I discovered I didn't really know her as well as I thought I did. Uh, we've only been you know, married for, for 11 years, but anyway. Um, and um, uh, so she had these five cards, and one of them was books, and one of them was practical clothes. And I made the cardinal sin, I, I, I don't know why, uh, but I put clothes first and books second, to which the room erupted, and uh, World War III almost broke, broke out. Um, and the thing that I forgot is that Carolyn loves books, and she particularly loves kids' books. And I should have guessed because we have so many kids' books that you can't walk in our house. Um, but the thing that's really good about kids' books is the stories open up things to us. Um, unless it's Peppa, Peppa Pig, which are not great. But all the other ones have great ethical lessons for us. And they're great and they're beautiful and they teach us things in simple ways. Um, and I think Christ uses uh, stories in similar ways. He opens up simple things for us and helps us to make connections. And so we're going to spend a bit of time thinking about one of those now. Um, but before we delve into that, um, you've probably heard that I have a stammer, which I'm totally fine with. It's how I speak. If you're watching online, it's not your internet connection. It's how I speak. And I'm totally fine with it. Um, and I was uh, having a chat with a vicar who, who uh, speaks like me the, 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 the other day. And he said, actually, it's my superpower. Which I thought, that's a weird way to describe it. Um, and he said, because it 
means that people listen to me because they really have to listen to what I say because I don't speak the way that everyone else does. I was like, oh, that's an interesting way. I'm not quite sure I agree, but that's fine. Um, and I think Christ is similar, actually. Um, actually, he is really engaging in the way that he speaks. He draws you in. He draws you in to think about you and your life. And um, he often speaks to huge crowds. There you go. People come to hear him speak. And I think we can learn a lot from the way that he speaks and the things that he says. Um, if you've been in church for a long time, you've probably sung loads of songs about the mustard seed. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to sing any. I haven't got um, Dave to you know, sing a song afterwards about ballot. You've probably heard it hundreds of uh, times, and it's been understood in hundreds of different ways. And like all things in religion, people have fought and spilt blood and ink about what it means. And so I'm going to offer one suggestion, and you don't have to agree with me, but it's what I think, and if you don't agree, that's fine. I'm not going to spill blood or ink. Um, But I think it's a parable about the kingdom. It's about the parable of the kingdom of God. It's about Christ. It's about what he did, what he's doing now, and what he will do. It's about the encompassing view of the kingdom. And we know this because in what we just read, he says, what is the kingdom of God like? Obviously, he knows the answer. (laughs) Uh, What is the kingdom of God like? And I wonder if someone asked you that today, what you would say, how you would answer that. Because I think very easily, often we answer with the church. The church is like this, or the church does this, or I believe this about the Eucharist, or I believe this about blah, 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 blah. And all that stuff is fine, but that's not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is something else. It's something else that God is up to. It's something else that God is doing all around us. And when Jesus talks of the mustard seed, he's talking of the kingdom. He's talking of his healings. He's talking of the things that he does and how they begin small, they begin insignificant. He starts and he's got a small group of friends who follow him and that's it. And it grows and it grows and it grows. And now there are billions across the world who confess Christ because it grows and it grows and it grows. That's not the end. That's not the end. The kingdom is bigger, but the kingdom grows and grows and grows. But the kingdom is going to come in its fullness, and it's going to change everything. It's going to transform everything. There's going to be grace and love and peace, and it's going to change and transform everything. From small beginnings, the kingdom will come, and the kingdom will grow the seed of the kingdom will grow. And the thing we have to ask is, where is the seed of the kingdom in our lives, in our communities? And I've discovered in my 35 years of life, a long life, is that um, it's often where we don't expect it. It's often in the areas of our lives or the parts of our communities where we don't expect it, where beautiful things grow. And sometimes we can miss that because we don't expect it to be there. Because seeds always begin small. They always begin small and insignificant, and they grow, and they grow, and they grow. 
and they're planted into dirt and they grow. They're planted into the earth and they grow. You know, Adam, the first man, if you believe in the literal first man, that's fine if you do, if you don't, that's fine. Um, God formed him from the dirt, from the dirt of the, of the ground. And we hear Christ say in what we've just read, that from the dirt of the ground, the kingdom is formed and the kingdom grows. So as we come uh, in a bit to uh, take bread and to be blessed by God, we take something mysterious from the ground, bread. Something that's come from the ground. I know bread doesn't literally grow on the ground. There's not a bread tree, I know that. But yeah, some of it comes from the ground and it grows in us and it transforms us and it helps us and it blesses those who we come into contact with. So as we come to take bread, as we come to be blessed by God, let's come in our hearts with a desire to see the kingdom grow, a, d- a desire to see us changed, a desire to see small, insignificant growth because we know that it leads to the kingdom. We know that it leads to, ch- ch- to a change. And we commit ourselves to that, not in the way that the world does, in kind of acts of the sword, in expansion of M. But in small, insignificant acts of grace that are all around us. And so our challenge now, in this week as we go out of here, is to be aware of the small, insignificant graces of life. In the way the kingdom is growing in us and around us. And to thank God. And to ask God to bless us in that. Let's uh, pray. Lord, would you keep us aware of the small and insignificant acts of your kingdom? Would you keep us open to your work and to your grace? And would we have the humbleness to acknowledge where your kingdom grows, even when it's not where we expect it to? And even today, would you begin to grow new shoots of life in us and in our communities? Amen.